on the line with me now is Sheriff's Office Public Information Officer Andrew Trigg. Andrew, thanks for joining us on KVMR. Good evening, Claudio. Thank you. So I noticed that the mapping of the fire has changed. First, it was it went down, and and now, as far as I can tell, it's it's gone up to 398 acres. Can we start with that? Could you explain why the mapped area has changed? Correct. And actually, the latest information that we've received from uh, airplanes flying over to get a better view and uh, to provide some better mapping, uh, now put in around 510 acres. 510 acres. Wow. Boy, this is moving really fast. This is moving really fast. Correct. There's been some wind behind it, uh, pushing it up the ridge line. Uh, last thing we just heard a couple minutes ago is that there was a little bit of spotting in front of the fire, uh, kind of headed over the ridge, uh, Birchville Road area. So fire crews uh, are heavily inundating the area, but as you probably are very well aware, it's a steep terrain with lots of trees and lots of hazards, and so they're working uh, the best they can from the ground, but also have a lot of air resources uh, in the area trying to work as well. And uh, Andrew, can you talk at all about containment? Is there is there a forecast for containment? What's that looking like? Uh, there isn't. Everything that we're hearing at this point is just an aggressive fire attack. They are making uh, plans for more uh, resources to arrive. Uh, you know, from from now basically until tomorrow, to be able to relieve the current resources. So, uh, a little too early to talk about containment at this point. It's just an aggressive fire attack to try to slow the head down. As far as evacuation zones, uh, there's been four zones that have been declared evacuation zones since, uh, I believe, 4.30 this afternoon, with, uh, I think, five more currently in a warning. Is that, uh, is, does it look like that is that the warning zones are going to be changed, or, or is it looking like the fire is moving in that direction and then perhaps be changed into orders? Can you talk about that? Sure. We've been pretty proactive with the warnings. Uh, so currently the areas that are under warning, uh, they're, they're quite a ways out in front of the fire. But, you know, with wind and, and certainly the different uh, conditions out there and difficult terrain, we want people to be prepared. We want people to be ready and not just, um, you know, essentially waiting uh, for that final call that they need to go. So even if you happen to live in an area that's under a current warning, it still is really important that you leave when you feel you need to leave, even if it's before we change those areas. Um, to an actual evacuation uh, um, order at that particular moment. Uh, It's important that people are planning ahead and planning uh, their evacuation routes as well. As we know, the area is uh, fairly rural, so there may be only one way out, and uh, we would hate for people to to wait too long uh, and then become trapped at their particular area. We're speaking with Andrew Trigg. He's Nevada County Sheriff's Office's public information officer. Andrew, as of now, the Nevada County Fairgrounds are open for livestock. Could you give us some information about that, please? Correct. They have opened in the Gate 4 area. We have the animal evacuation team as well as Nevada County animal control officers that are there on site. I just got a report prior to uh, this going live at 6 o'clock that there were no animals uh, currently out there. However, they are open and they're ready to receive any domestic animals. Uh, It is important to note that the fairgrounds is not open for people who are evacuated, and it's only open for animals. Um, however, we do have an evacuation center that has been set up at the Madeline Helling Library uh, here in Nevada City at the Eric Rood Government Center. So if anybody needs to uh, have a, a safe place to rest, we've got some water available for them as well as charging stations. Uh, that is set up at the Madeline Helling Library. 
Andrew, joining me here in the studio is uh, Mr. Steve Baker. He's got a question for you. Go ahead, Steve. <clears throat> yes, just wanted to find out if you know how many people uh, were have been covered by this evacuation order um, in the sense of, uh, are we talking about um, dozens, hundreds, thousands? Sure, Steve. Uh, so far, the evacuation orders have affected what we would consider to be about 355 uh, structures, most likely residences. Uh, that equates to roughly 340 or so uh, people, and those are under the orders for the evacuation warnings. We estimate that to be nearly 1,500 people that have been evacuated, uh, I'm sorry, that have been given the evacuation warning. So all in all, looking at nearly uh, 2,000 people that might be affected by this. Okay. And any idea if, uh, uh, if most of those people have left? I mean, not, uh, not, a, not the, I mean, uh, in, in the actual evacuated. Yes, yeah, certainly. Our deputies have been uh, proactively going out, uh, activating those high-low sirens, as well as making contact door-to-door uh, as when it's safe to do so. And we've had very good success in getting people to leave the area uh, and basically, you know, go wherever it is that they feel safe, whether it's our evacuation center or perhaps a family or friend outside of the area. And just one other question, I guess, and not, it's sort of related to that, but uh, I, I see you now, it looks like you've doubled the number of people that are uh, on fighting this fire. It's now 200 plus as opposed to 100 plus, which I think it was, uh, or at least was listed back when we first spoke with you this afternoon. Correct. We're hearing from Cal Fire that they've got uh, lots and lots of resources uh, coming in from all over Northern California. We've heard from uh, Butte County and Amador County, El Dorado counties. Um, as um, you know, as as we know, fires in this area can take off rather quickly, put a little bit of wind behind it, and the conditions can change. So, uh, Cal Fire has definitely taken an extremely proactive approach, uh, both from ground and air resources, and I think we'll see that number continue to rise through the evening. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to the KVMR Evening News. We're talking live to Andrew Trigg. He's Nevada County's Public Information Officer. Andrew, can we talk about those resources? CAL FIRE has a number of aircraft on the fire. Is that going to continue into the night, or is there a ceiling for that due to conditions? Yeah, the aircraft will fly until uh, it's it's no longer safe, basically, due to the either the conditions uh, of the smoke, perhaps the clouds in the area, um, and then certainly the evening hours of the, the sun going down. Typically, they can fly until about a half an hour uh, prior to sunset. And sometimes there's some uh, stipulations they have to work through either before or after that time frame. But uh, with sunset being uh, in the 8 o'clock area, uh, we should be able to get a couple more hours out of the uh, the aircraft that are currently working the scene. And could you talk a little more about what happens then? So once the aircraft are grounded, what kind of resources will be attacking the fire? Those ground resources that are in the area, uh, they'll, they'll continue working. Last we heard, there were uh, nearly uh, 10 bulldozers that are working in the area and or headed uh, to the area as well. So all of the ground crews that are in there uh, on foot and certainly the bulldozers, uh, they'll continue to uh, work on containment lines in the area. All right. Well, Andrew, thank you very much for calling in. We really appreciate your updates. We'll be talking to you a little later, hopefully. And uh, thanks again.